Blog Talk Radio. Hello from Japan. I'm in Japan, <laughs> and it's 4 o'clock in the morning, so if I sound a little bit tired, sorry. And if I Thanks. yawn, sorry. Hi for coming. Thank you for being here. Yeah, of course. I didn't want to miss it, you know. So I'm very excited. I'm glad I got to be able to do the show today. And um, we got a lot going on, so if everyone uh, wants to call in, it's uh, 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. We already got the chat room open. It's going on in there, a party going on with uh, (laughs) Safe Pet Haven, Rock Ann Roll, and Candice Glasgow. And us, of course, there's a guest in there as well. I don't know what that means, but hopefully we'll figure that out one of these days. (laughs) (laughs) So, I do you want to tell us um, about what's going on with your mom? Do you want to share it all? Uh, Yeah. So, my mom, you know, she's been sick, as a lot of our listeners know, but she's been sick. And so, I have been having to come back and forth to Japan. And she got really sick, like... A couple of days ago where she wasn't really um, responsive and just was like kind of sleeping, um, not like a coma, but she was just sleeping and kind of out of it. And so I got really worried and came, flew over here right away. Aww. And of course, the day that I get here, she's she's coherent again, so she's okay. But I mean, you know, she's still, it's good that we're here because she needs our support and I'm glad I'm here. And it makes me just feel better, you know, to see her okay. Oh, that's so good. That's so nice yeah. you, you can go and be there. Oh, my God. I know. I'm so lucky. Do you so want to lucky. talk to your animals about, because I know you were worried about them. Yeah, I'm just worried that they're, you know, my husband is taking care of them, and, of course, he always does a great job, but sometimes he's forgetful and can forget to feed the cat a lot of the time. So A lot of the time. Well, you know, because I end up doing it. Right, yeah. So, you know, he just, you know, the cat will be screaming, and I'll be like, oh, did you feed her? She'll be like, no. So when, Ro- when Rosa is screaming, where is she screaming? Is she screaming at you, or is she just screaming in the other room? or She's screaming like, in the other room. Because maybe what we can do is tell Rosa to go to John and scream. Yeah, yeah. Because if she's screaming in the other room, will he notice, like, oh, I didn't forget the cat? I forgot to feed the cat? He'll notice, but it might take a while. Rosas is screaming. He doesn't notice. <laughs> it just takes him a while. She says sometimes she has to step on him and then meow. <laughs> She says that she's been living with it for a long time, that she can handle him. Don't worry, I. <laughs> I know. She says we did live with him before you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. She was his cat for 12 years. That's funny. Yeah. She says she appreciates the care. Yeah. Good. <laughs> she says she's really sorry about your mom. Mm. 
Thanks, Rosa. Losing a mom is one of the worst things that can happen. Oh, did that happen to her? I'm just saying if you left us. Oh. <laughs> I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> she, she says you have a lot of power inside of you. Mm. When my mom was getting ready, she was really getting ready. She was like, this is not going to be boring this time. <laughs> what does that mean? Because I think I was bored. The, like, last time I was here, I just was here, you know. I, not that I wanted to be here, but I think, like, this time it felt more serious. Like, this time, you know, things could go bad and not in a good way, you know. Yeah. So I knew that, like, oh, this time it's not just like me sitting around and, you know, like I'm going to have to step up and be ready emotionally and, you know, all that stuff. Oh, I'm so sad. Yeah, I know. Well, thank you, Rosa. Tell her I said thank you and I miss her and I'm going to see her soon. She says that she'll sleep in your spot in the bed. (laughs) She always does. You know what she's been doing? She's been sleeping on my head lately. (laughs) She goes on my pillow and sleeps, like, right next to my, like, practically on top of my head. I love that. Last (laughs) night, my old cat, Joey, you know, the one that passed away in August? Yeah. He used to do that. He'd sleep on my head. And I keep telling the other cats, Nikia, Serafina, sleep on my head. And they're like, whatever. Like, no way. (laughs) So. (laughs) That's funny. Last night, I had this dream that Joey was lost and I couldn't mm-hmm. find him and I was patted to put up lock I was like I just don't feel him around and I even went to the extent in the dream to put up lost cat flyers which is so yeah. ridiculous but I think it's because it, these people found a husky in Ojai and it's lost and I think that's why but then when I woke up I was like Jamie I was like calling him yeah. and then I felt him on my head and he used to do the cutest thing of like put his little he would hold my hand, mm-hmm. you know. The males kind of do that. They, like, they grab your hand and, like, pull it in with their paw and, like, hold your hand when he's sleeping with you. So cute. Oh, that's really cute. I, I know. I had that. That's yeah. so sweet. If Rosa ever passes away, she might be able to come back and, like, give you that feeling mm. of lying wow. on your- Yeah, this is a whole new thing. She's never, like done that light on my head before this is like you wanna she, ask her why? Yeah, why is she starting to do that all of a sudden? Okay. I mean I like it. She said I didn't know you could hold a human's hand. <laughs> Tell I she has a really comfy head. <laughs> and she has really cool dreams. They're kind of like ninja dreams. Mm-hmm. She like kicks and spins in them. I do? That's <laughs> what she says. Oh my God. She says you're doing uh, kicks and spins like uh, like the Matrix. I haven't been remembering my dreams, so I don't know. Oh. Wow. Maybe. So sweet. Yeah. I would love to have a ninja dream. 
I know, wouldn't that be cool? That would be super cool. Um, so I wanted to ask you, um, I know we're running out a little bit of time, but real quick, tell us about your whole new baby talking thing. Oh, yeah. So I've been talking to babies, which has been so much fun. I've been okay, stop right there because that sounds crazy, first of all. Um, <laughs> like, hey, I just talked to babies. So explain, like, what kind of babies you talk to, and are they in the womb? Or are they born? What's, what is this oh, whole baby well, thing, and big... how did it start? Well, you know, it starts because it just sort of – it just started because – People who knew what I do with animals, mm-hmm. they just, when they can't talk to their children, you know, when they can't actually hear their children, they just sort of ask me, like, can you talk to babies? And, you know, I've always felt like I could talk to babies, but I've never said to people, like, oh, your baby is saying this, because I don't ever mm-hmm. want to seem like I know more than the parents, you know? Yeah. But... Um, but so I've been doing it for the last couple of years. I've been like talking to babies for my friends and for my clients and stuff and just sort of for fun. But in the last year or so, I've been starting to do it as part of the profession. And it's neat. Like even the babies that are like in the womb, they Mm -hmm. have a consciousness and they can like express thought and, um, and then babies too, as they, as they, grow up like so I can talk to them anytime by when they're in the womb till you know they're actually talking themselves right and uh, they say all sorts of different things like a lot lately people have been calling me with like around six months old four to six months old whose babies aren't thriving and there's been problems with the baby so they talk a lot about their bodies and what their bodies feel like mm-hmm. um, like where they have pain or um, and it's interesting for me because I, you know, I, I go back to relating everything to the animals because that's what I know about. Right, yeah. So, but it, they talk about, like, ear pain or jaw pain or, you know, pain mm-hmm. in their stomach is a really big one. And mm-hmm. they talk a lot about how they like to be held when they're nursing. Yeah. That, like, some like to be held on a certain side and, they, and other than the others. And then... Um, they'll talk about things like what kind of music they like or, like, they'll say, like, this one little baby was like, I'm going to be a piano player when I grow up. And she's, like, mm-hmm. six months old. And her mm-hmm. mom her mom plays her the piano all the time. Oh, so weird. It's like she knows what's going mm-hmm. on in the house, you know, and she's thinking, oh, when I get to be that age, I'm going to play. Um, that and is then, so neat. And then one little baby was talking about how she can see colors around people, so she can, and that she likes to see the colors swirl, so she's seeing auras. Mm, wow. And some will talk about past lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like the babies that are younger than a year are really in tune with where they came from and their higher self and. But it's interesting, the ones that are in a lot of pain are the ones that are suffering in their body. They're very much connected to their body. They're not talking about past life stuff. Right. There was that one, there's that one you told me about who was like, used to be a businessman. Oh, yeah. That one was the cutest. There were two twins. And <laughs> the baby, the, they were, I think they were about six months old at the time. And the little boy was in falling asleep 
asleep. Like he would fight falling asleep. And um, so they wanted me to ask him, like, why won't you sleep? And mm-hmm. they said he woke up, he was really cranky, and they couldn't figure it out, and they were trying to change his diet and stuff. And he was like, every time I fall asleep, I'm stuck in this body. I wake up, and I find out I'm stuck in this body. I just <laughs> want to get up and go to work. And she was like, totally. And he's kind of look, like, you know those babies that kind of look like old men? Like, yeah. they that, like, man, like, jowls and that man look yeah. them. He yeah. looked like that. And he was, like, <laughs> so funny. He totally remembered, like, going to work every day. And he was, like, this, like, pointless. I can't move. And his sister was very different. And she was, like, just look at the colors. Do you notice how the mobile spins? Like, she was like, just enjoy it. It was so cute. They were so different. And then yeah. I spoke to him, like, six months later, when he was, yeah. like, closer to a year, when he was, like, ten months or something. And he could, like, kind of walk around, and he could, like, do more things, so he wasn't as kind of crabby. But he still was like, I can't wait till I can write my signature. <laughs> like, he just wanted to sign his signature. So he, like, still had that. That's really funny. That's it, so it, fascinating. It is. And what's interesting, too, is that people say that people who've spoken to me when their babies were in the womb and when their babies were young and then later on, they say yeah. it's so remarkable because it turns out to be really be their personality. Like, when their kids grow, <laughs> they're like, oh, my gosh, this is so like their personality before. That's so interesting. So yeah, if people are interested in talking to their babies, you gotta um, hire Laura at thepetpsychic dot com, and you can find more information about that. It's on your website, right? It's on my website, yeah. And thebabypsychic dot com should get you there as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe one of these days we'll have a baby psychic radio show. <laughs> <laughs> we should. That would be we so should. funny. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to our first caller, uh, Roxy from Santa Cruz. Roxy, are you there? I am. Hi, so, Roxy. Hi, Roxy. Hi. Who are we going to be speaking to today? You're going to be speaking to my cat, Bubbles. Okay. And so tell us what Bubbles looks like. Bubbles is um, kind of off-white with some orange and brown. She's kind of a multicolored um, mancoon slash calico looking, oh, long great. hair, free, with green and, eyes. And what do you want to ask her? Well, um, she recently had oral surgery, um, and there's been some complications around that. I'm wondering if she knows what's really happening in her mouth and if okay. she can change. Okay, so when you say if she knows what's really happening, is it something that like you want to explain to her what's happening, or you want to get you want insight from her? I really want insight from her because I've been getting a lot of kind of conflicting reports from the vet. One week they'll say it looks better, one week they'll say it looks worse. So I'm not really oh. sure what's happening. Okay, okay, let me get her. Let me get her. Hold on, bubbles, right? Bubbles. It hurts mostly in the way back, on the top left. Okay. It feels like it's split in two. But did she have teeth removed? She had two teeth removed, but that was um, about six weeks ago. Was it on the top left? No. 
Bottom, right, and left, the large teeth. Bottom, right, and left. The large teeth, the ones in the front? Yeah, the ones that stick up farthest. Oh, okay. The one in the front hurts too, but the back are hurting me the most. The back top left. Okay. I wonder though, I wonder though if that's hurting, like I wonder what they have to do in order to work on her teeth. Maybe they have to like hold it open and maybe that's why it's hurting. Could be. Could be. I don't know. That'd be something to look there and see if it's swollen or red or anything. Yeah, she's really hard for me. You know, they have to really kind of hold her down to look in her mouth. Um, oh. So yesterday they saw what they that they said may look like a tumor that's growing inside of her jaw, like in towards her tongue. Oh, maybe that. Maybe that's up there then. Oh, maybe. Okay. Is there anything that she wants me to do to make her more comfortable or happy? Wait, they're say, they said that they think that there's a tumor? Well, it's kind of gone back and forth because we had, initially it looked like an, an infected tooth, and then when they took the tooth out, part of the jawbone came out with it, and they said it really appeared that it was a cancerous tumor. But then we had her on antibiotics, and everything, like, went away and calmed down. Then we finally took her off of antibiotics. She was off for about two and a half weeks. I went brought her back yesterday for a recheck, and now they're saying it looks like there is a tumor growth where they, you know, in the same area of that tooth that was really infected that they took out. Oh, my God. That's um, my point. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, hold on. Don't put me on the medicine again. It gives me a stomach ache, and it makes me feel dizzy. Okay. When I eat it sore. What was that? I didn't catch that. She says when she eats it sore, but it doesn't really hurt too bad in the front. Okay. It hurts the most in the back. I wonder why. I wonder. She says she doesn't think she has cancer because she doesn't feel shaky. Okay. Cancer makes you feel like you're shriveled up inside. No, I don't. That is, does she know any animals that had cancer? Um, yes. Both our dog and our other cat passed away of cancer, both within the last couple of years. Oh, my gosh. So she's sort of thinking about how they felt, and she's not feeling the same, which is really good. I mean, it either means it's isolated or um, it's not cancer at all. Okay. She says what she thinks she needs is soothing liquid on top of it. Okay. I need something to clean it and soothe it. Does she have any idea of what that is? Other than water? And she wants yummy, yummy treats. <laughs> I give her yummy, yummy treats. <laughs> okay. Is, is there anything else she wants? 
or anything else that's hurting that she wants to tell me about? Does she think she's going to get better? They push my butt down really hard. Well, she's got to be really good when she's at the vet, right? Yeah. I mean, you could put something like um, colloidal silver on it or something, but I'd maybe find a holistic practitioner to talk to you about that, about what would be good for that. I think you need a second opinion. Okay. Yeah. Will you call us back and let us know how she does? Okay. I will. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Be well. Thanks, Roxy. Bye-bye. Bye. It's good that she has a good attitude. She doesn't feel mm-hmm. like she's in that much pain. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's good, especially if she knows other animals who've been through it and kind of can know what that feels like, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. true, like, a lot of the cancer animals, they do have this, like, eating away, sort of shrivel, like she said, shriveling feeling. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They do have that in their body. Wow. Uh, we have a very special guest, uh, Nancy Stone, who does all of our bookings for our special segment, is on the line with us. Hi, Nancy. Hi. Hello. How are you guys? So, Nancy, we're just so happy to have you on. <laughs> I bet. I don't talk to you enough otherwise, huh? I know. Oh, I'm only I'm calling about Katie. You are. Thank you for all you do for our show, Nancy. Yeah, oh, it's you. my pleasure. I get to meet so many fabulous people. <laughs> I just wish I want to put it out there. Please, please email Laura if you want to be on the show if you're a rescue, and uh, she'll get it to me, and I'll I'll get in touch with you. Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> we need guests, and we love guests from all over, all different kinds of animals. All different yep. kinds of animals. Yeah. So what's going on with Katie, your little troublemaker? Oh yes, my Katie. I just want to know how uh, how it went. Uh, we, I took her to Dr. Gaber on Monday, and I can't tell if her neck is better or what. She seems different, so I'm thinking she really liked the the visit. She that's does? what I want to know. Oh, that's yeah. good. And uh, for all of you, Sherry Gaber is like the number one best chiropr- animal chiropractor in the world. <laughs> I think, anyway. <laughs> She's very. She is amazing. She really is. Yeah, and she's in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, but she came here for a little bit. <laughs> I thought that woman is really cool. I felt her hands on me, and I thought, here I go to help. She said that now she can move her front legs across each other faster. Hmm. I don't know why why she'll want to do that, but she said that she can run faster and she can smash into another dog playing with more strength. Oh, but that's not good. That'll throw her neck out. Right. <laughs> I'd love to hear that. Let me tell her it's going to throw her neck out. She said that she would like the kind of meat that you caught up with a fork and knife. <laughs> uh-huh. That hamburger that you said that I should give to her the last time oh. I talked. Uh-huh. Did, you, did you just eat meat with a fork and knife? No, but we oh. took a hamburger with us when we went to see Sherry Gaber. 
Oh, you did. And oh, it's like, yes, my friend, my my friend, he brought a uh, a whole meat patty. That's oh probably my. what she's thinking about. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She said to tell you also that Deacon is feeling a little bit tired. Oh, no. Have you seen that? Uh, A little bit. Tired, or um, is it his kidneys, or his his legs, or what? Or is he just upset? Let me ask Deacon. Okay, thank you. Deacon is Nancy's um, other dog that has some kidney issues, but but it's maintained. I feel way tired than normal. My legs feel lethargic. And I feel like my mouth is getting dry. Oh, no. Sometimes I pant more than I think I should. Do you notice that? No. Well, that's good. Let me tell my mom my tongue is swelling. It's like he feels his mouth feels dry. Um, I have to take him back for blood pressure. I'll do that right away. Oh, is Let's he see. drinking more water? No, but uh, he had blood work done, but the blood pressure wasn't taken. And she, my vet called and she said, uh, bring him back for blood pressure. So I'll take him in on Friday. Okay. Yeah. Wow, thank you. I'm glad I called in. See? Instinct. Yes, exactly. I was thinking that, too. That must be why you were supposed to call in. Yeah, and Katie, you know, she's so stiff. She has such severe hip dysplasia that everything in her was off, everything. So that's good. Thank you, Laura. Uh, But I move much better now, she says. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want to take up any more time. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Good luck with your mom. (laughs) Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. That was Nancy, who's awesome and books all of our um, special guests every week. Um, so we have a we have an email here that I wanted to to um, read from Anne, who's also in our chat room, Rock and Roll. Um, it says, hi, uh, uh, Laura and I, thank you so much for your radio show. It has brought me a lot of calls to listen to your archives while I'm grieving my puppy, Thelonious Monk, a.k.a. Theo. I was hoping you could take my question this week about him. He died less than two weeks ago at around six months. I'm not sure if that's too young or not for him to communicate. We think he was a chug, part chihuahua, and part pug, who was all black with big brown eyes and about nine pounds. After giving him a bath, I brought him up on the roof of my apartment to dry off. Though he's been on the roof before, he for some reason ran off the roof and died. The doctor thinks he died instantly and did not feel much pain. I would like to ask Theo why he ran off the roof and if he could forgive me for not protecting him. I feel very guilty for not realizing that the roof was unsafe for him. I also wonder if the reason why he ran off the roof could be medically related. The doctor had suggested that he may have had a neurological problem which impeded his vision or thought process as he had symptoms in the past. I miss him so much and have had a hard time grieving him, especially because I feel so at fault for his death. I would love it so much if he could come back to us if he was ready. And Anne, so um, can we talk to Theo real quick? We sure can. Black, and I don't know if you got the picture. I did get the picture, and that is the saddest story ever. Yeah. Um, But here's, I got Theo. Hold on, he says. 
tell my mom, tell my mom that I flew off the roof. And when I flew, I got wings. And when I got the wings, I landed softly. And when I landed, I ran on green grass, almost like the green grass, like of a golf course. And it was really wonderful, and I was spinning around. Then when I turned around, I noticed Mom wasn't there. And then I looked up, and I saw the big building. And I thought, is she up there? And then I got really sad. Then an angel came and sat with me. Um, And the angel said that it was my time to die because otherwise my mom would have to see me suffer too much. She said my body did have really bad issues. And it was all through my hind end, but it looks like his whole spine. But I want to tell my mom I can come back to her into another life. And I want to tell her it's not her fault. And I want to tell her me and the angel sit with her all the time. Do you feel us there? I think you feel us there. Oh. It would be so nice if you got to know me sitting there. Here in heaven, you don't have any fear. Wow. I know. I know. But he said he'll come back, which is really, really neat. Yeah. You know, Anne writes um, she that she noticed he would be wobbly. So oh. I guess maybe. Yeah, maybe I think so. that, I think that, the, that neurological problem was true, but it looks like, it looks like what he's trying to say is that he would have, like, some serious disabilities. Like, he looks like maybe he would end up in a wheelchair or something mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and have pain, and it wasn't anything that he wanted in this life, and it wasn't anything that his person really yeah. wanted in this life, even though we say that we would do it for them, of course, you know? Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really what he wanted out of life either. So he says, yeah, he'll come back as a dog. She wants to know if he'll come back as a dog. Yeah, mm-hmm. as a dog. Cool. You'll know me by the same pretty eyes, he says. <laughs> Those so, eyes are so sweet. I know. So when they come back to you, it's really interesting. When they come back, it's sort of like just a magnet. You just, you let it go, and then, mm-hmm. you know, you'll run into a dog, or you'll go on Pet Finder one day, or and you'll just happen to find find him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just drawn to them. Cool. Yeah. Well, we're sorry for your loss, Anne, and, you know, just know that he's near you and is with you always. Yeah. Yeah. And who he is will always hold a consciousness, like who Mm -hmm. he is. And what's really nice, too, is that he had no fear, you know? It's like Mm -hmm. they can die in many different ways. They can actually 
you know, some of them can, like, jump off the building and be like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I just jumped off the building, you know. And right. that's their process, too, and, and actually experience fear on the way down. And But that was not his experience. He was, like, cradled, you know. He thought it was, like, a fun experience for him. Right. Mm-hmm. And he didn't feel the landing either, which is a really nice thing to know. Some of them do, and some of them would. Wow. Yeah. That's so yeah. scary. Yeah. Um, well, that's great that he didn't feel that. Um, we're going to move on to our next caller, um, Margie from Ojai. She's with Gwen. <laughs> Hi, Hi there. Hi. Uh, we're, we're back. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, How are you Gwen, today? Gwen's black and white border collie, and she's out back. Okay. Um, I know Gwen. And she's totally recovered from uh, the serious injury and the three operations and all that. Yeah. Uh, now I, I'm limping because I uh, fell and hurt my foot, so she's not getting big walks. But um, oh, I'm hear that. I'm I'm recovering fast too. Good. Um, Want to ask? Uh, I asked once before about would she like to go spend some time with the herding trainer, and they're two trainers. Now they are a little bit pressuring me. They would like to have her to keep. And this is a little scary for me. Oh, she came in. She's hearing us. She's wagging her tail. Oh, my God. How could you ever give her up? What do you mean, like, actually give her up? Yeah, am I holding her back by not letting her live where she would do sheep? every day and be taken to competitions and oh my gosh really so Marge, tell me this did you what did she say when you said i don't i didn't she say she wanted to stay with you well the one time um we asked her uh would she like to go there for a couple days she said yes that she dreams about sheep she thinks about (laughs) them all the time and then she asked you would i be there and we said no, and she said she'd skip it. <laughs> yeah, right. right. That wasn't that was a year ago, and uh, I don't want to think like I'm holding her back from uh, a happier life. Oh, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. Let's ask her. Now, for a little background for our listeners, Marge and Gwen have been through a lot together. I mean, you guys really have. She had some serious fears, and you've really helped her work through a lot of them. Right, she's still snappy with dogs, and she'd have to live with four dogs, and she probably wouldn't get raw meat and a few other things, but they love her very much, and they are kind, and they said she's ready to be taken to competitions and that kind of thing, and I, you know, I only got her into herding so that she'd maybe get along with the other dogs. (laughs) Right, okay, let's ask Gwen, what does she think about moving in with the trainers? I think only if my mom comes. There's really no there's really no point in it. Can my mom get a camper? <laughs> they they haven't invited me. The camper is now occupied by the other trainer who's uh loves her as a woman that's wanted her, I guess, to go to something with her the other week, but they didn't really give me a much explanation. Uh she I don't, mom get her own camper. <laughs> I don't th- no, I don't think I'd be welcome. They don't need, you know, they don't need a 
a vegetarian on their property. <laughs> I don't want to go without you, Mom. You're okay, my best friend. Yeah, I was friend. I was thinking that, and then the other. And thing if I go, I'll be scared. She said. Oh, uh, she probably would. We're they don't treat bo- me the same way as you do. We're pretty bonded pair. And you understand everything. Everything uh, the, we need. Yeah, that's true. What if I get injured? They'll put me in a crate all day long. Uh, you wouldn't put me in a crate all day long. Nope. We let her have the backyard anyway, in spite of what the vet said. <laughs> <laughs> She recovered very well, and I guess the the only thing that the next thing, well, to tell her not to get so close to the sheep. When they tell her easy or time, she's to walk slowly. She hasn't learned to walk slowly. (laughs) Easy or time. Okay, is there a hand signal with that? Uh, No. The woman uses uh, the word easy, and the man sends to use the word time. It just means to not get so close so they have her lie down instead of uh, okay. continuing. Does that make sense? You know, when she's hurting. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's wonderful. Sometimes I know better than the people. <laughs> no, right? She's sitting right here. She was outside. She's come in, and she is sitting right here, and her eyes are just okay. Yeah, I'm talking I was, to Laura. Unreal. That was a serious life decision. She's going to make sure she paid attention to that one. Let me get that one wrong. Right, and as soon as uh, my foot is better, we'll I'll walk her longer. But that's because I had the hurt foot. I was on restriction. I can't walk her quite as long as she's used to, and that's been hard on her. I think we should go to a park and you could play ball with me. (laughs) Well, we can't take you where there are other dogs. You know that. Boy, her ears are going up and down. Her eyes are just... (laughs) She's so special. She knows you're talking to her. Well, thanks a lot, hon. I, I think... I want to keep her after six and a half years. Yes, Marge, of course you should keep her. It's quite a compliment, though, that they would like her. But Oh, but. yeah, they they told me after only four weeks, I mean four months into the herding, they, they, the man said, now you know somebody with a ranch with sheep would pay more than $1,000 for this dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. And sell her. <laughs> well, you don't sell your child. No, I know. I'm teasing. Exactly. <laughs> but they're just thrilled because she's so good at it. We've got all the others kind of barking and running around doing all this stuff, and then you Our have Gwen. You should go to camper and travel around and go to competition. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can sleep in the car. We've been across the United States in the car twice. We've slept in the car, oh. too. That's what she's saying. She wants to upgrade. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks, thanks very much, hon. Okay, be well. Thank oh, you, be quite, well. you quite the team. You need to stay together. <laughs> yeah, that's so sweet. <laughs> um, we got our 
very special guest, Pat from the San Gabriel Valley Humane Society, with us as our special rescue today. Hi, Pat. Hi, how are you? Hi, Pat. Hi. This is such a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. Very happy um, to. Yeah, so tell us about your organization. Well, San Gabriel Valley Humane Society uh, was actually founded in 1924 by a woman who lived on the property. Uh, In fact, her house is our spay-neuter clinic, if you can believe that. And she used to take in stray dogs and cats in the um, early 1920s, and the city fined her every time she took in another animal. So she finally had enough of that and decided she would become a humane society. So in June of 1924, she became um, one of the older humane societies in the state of California. And a funny little irony about the way her humane society was incorporated was that she could take in stray dogs, cats, and children. She never did take in children, (laughs) but she could. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, really? I know, I know. Do you have a picture of her? We do, we do. Oh, it's it's on our website. Yeah, Fanny Thompson Kessler, she and her husband um, managed and ran the Humane Society out of their home. And there weren't very many stray animals at the time. I'm not quite sure what happened all these years later, but nonetheless. Um, and her neighbor, Helen Lorraine, gave her a bigger parcel right next door a few years after that. And our shelter still... Um, covers um, the grounds that Fanny um, Thompson Kessler founded so many years ago. We're going to be oh. 88 in June. Wow, that's really, really neat. Yes, yes. And, and so tell, tell us. Um, so I'm reading here. You said you couldn't stand by and watch the shelter close, uh, gross mismanagement and neglect. So yeah, was that what was going on with the shelter? It was. Um, you know, I'm sure you've heard so many stories of people and how they got into either volunteering with animals or rescuing animals or involved in shelter work, et cetera. Um, I, I might be the only person that became a volunteer because of an oil change. Oh. And I'm sure you're wondering, oil change? I was actually at the car dealership having the oil changed in my car. And there was a flyer on the wall with those little tear-off numbers at the bottom, and they said, volunteers needed at San Gabriel Valley Humane Society. And I could tell it had been up for a very long time because it was kind of curled and yellowed, and nobody had pulled off a number. I was so depressed. So I pulled off and I pulled off a number, and I called, and they said, oh, yes, we can really use volunteers. And so I came down and, you know, filled out the application, and they put me to work right away in the feline um, and canine isolation ward. And that was day one. The RVT was so desperate, she had 48 cats and eight dogs in this little building that were all sick. And she was so overwhelmed, and I felt so bad that I ended up spending seven days a week in that room for three months. Oh, wow. Helping her her out. And then I got to see what was going on in the rest of the shelter, and it was pretty dismal. I mean, it really was depressing. And I kind of said to myself, all right, you either have to do something about it or you have to just walk away. It's it's one or the other. You can't just, you know, volunteer and allow it to go on, and you can't, you know, just say you want to do something and not do something. So it took me a couple years um, 
to make a change here. Uh, we have a new board of directors. Everything's so different; it's unbelievable. Oh, and that's such a great story. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us also that you're currently having like a March microchip madness. We are. Oh my God! Last year during March, because we kind of coincided it with the basketball theme. And everybody can identify with it because they're hearing it all over the news and the sports. So we have March Microchip Madness. Last year we implanted 248 microchips in 15 days. And so far this month we are going to surpass that. We are so thrilled. Um, The microchip's $15. It includes free lifetime registration because they're having a microchip done by a Humane Society. And everybody is taking advantage of it. We are thrilled, absolutely oh, thrilled. That's great. And so if someone wants to get their, their animal microchips, how do they get a hold of you? Where? Um, they, they can come to our shelter um, Tuesday through Sunday. We're open 10 to 4.30, and literally all they have to do is show up with their pet. Um, cats need to be in a carrier. Dogs need to have a collar and leash. But we'd be more than happy to microchip them. Oh, good. And what's your website again? It is www.sgvhumane.org. And then you also um, offer affordable spay and neuter and vaccines too, huh? We do. We're a little unique in that we allow anyone from any city, any town, any community to come for vaccines and spay neuter. It's not restricted to just the city we're in or the local cities. We've had people come up from San Diego, come from Bakersfield. Anyone can come for our spay-neuter or for our um, vaccine clinics. Oh, and so great. I know it's wonderful. How much is a spay-neuter? Um, it depends on uh, breed and weight um, for the dogs. And for the cats, it's 65 for uh, spay, 55 for um, males. And dogs range anywhere from um, 80 to 124 males and 100 to 124 females. So Very affordable. Yes, yes. And we do have lots of people taking advantage of it. Um, spay and neuter everybody, please. Yes, it's so important. Yes. So, so tell me, you sent me this picture of this adorable cat named Paula. Yes, tell, and she is adorable. I call her Princess Queen, and I think she tries to live up to that moniker every chance she gets. Um, she and her mom were actually dumped in our parking lot one night. Um, Paula was probably about four months old at the time, and her mom was just a little over one. And it actually took us quite a while to catch both of them. I caught her mom first, um, and Paula proved to be a little more elusive. But Mm -hmm. once we got her and got her settled in, she's turned out to be quite the little character. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And she's been there a while now, huh, because now she's three? Yeah, she's three. She'll have been here three years in in August. Wow. And so we we want to ask her, like, what kind of home she would like, right? Yes, what type of person she's looking for, um, because she is quite particular, as we've found out. And I guess so far the right one just hasn't come into our Meow Manor. She lives in Meow Manor. It's a community living environment for all of our uh, teenage and adult cats. Oh, that's nice. Uh-huh. She says, I'm scared to leave here. If I leave here, what will happen to me? She'll go into a nice home, right? Right, exactly. 
but I'll miss them all. And I know the routine here. And what kind of people will I have? Let's ask her what kind of person that she wants. Yes. I want a person I can sit next to. And maybe a person that can play with me. Sometimes I feel feisty around strangers. Sometimes the strangers scare me a little bit. Is that true? Yeah, very much. Yes, very much so. How do you get to know someone and trust them? I'm afraid of flappy pants. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) And I'm also afraid of lights that flicker on and off. Do you know what that is? With lights on and off? It looks like a light that's flickering. Oh. Well, now I'm going to have to check out Meow Manor and see what could be flickering in there. It could be. Let me ask her if it's when it's dark outside. Does she have a window? Yeah, they have windows. Because I wonder if it's dark outside or when it's when it's uh, it's when it's light out. I wonder if the sun is shining on something. Yes. Sometimes I want a home where I get my own cat dish. Like a plastic cat dish that's like a red color. Do you know what that is? Does she have one like that? She doesn't, but they have a community cat dish, and she's probably fed up with that. Oh, Oh, she wants wet food. (laughs) She said she has a good friend that's like an orange and white. Do you know who that would be? It could be Pete. It could be Pia. Uh She tells me all the time to not look at people's faces at first. If you look at people's faces, you'll see their amazement and how they're overwhelmed. Is Pia friendly? Yes. Oh, so she's telling her that it's like when people come in the Meow Manor, maybe they're, like, amazed at how many cats are there. And so that facial expression is scaring Paula. So so Pia is telling her not to look at that. Okay, okay. What would make me the happiest is my own curly bed. A bed that has sides. There's one cat that pees in them all the time. Do you know who that is? I do. (laughs) (laughs) And you hit the nail on the head with the bed. She is such a bed freak. Every high-sided bed that we put in there, Paula confiscates for her own. (laughs) (laughs) And she gets quite annoyed when anybody else even attempts to go in it. She wants her own. Well, that's one of the things that she can have with her own person, right? That's right. Absolutely. Oh, nice. And so um, she says she likes to be pet by some people. Yes. So which we should probably tell her to um, 
to really be brave and to start imagining herself into a home like that and that she can have everything that she wants, like her own dish and her own cassette and her own person that will play with her, that will like to pet her, so just the right way. Mm-hmm. And to keep envisioning that for her. I envision it and then I think this is home. Aww. I so know. She, oh, I'm so cute. So she's saying, like, she's kind of scared to leave because it's been her home this whole time. Yes. Yeah. Tell the woman you're talking to, I can hear her, I can hear her thoughts. She's always telling people, get busy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> but in the nicest way. <laughs> people we may look old but our animals couldn't be any more loved than they are oh my gosh and i checked out your website the the page with all the animals up for adoption and it's just the cutest animals ever (laughs) yeah they are (laughs) they all look so like adopt me i'm lovable (laughs) (laughs) so so tell us again your website and uh and where exactly you're located. Okay. Our website is SGV, uh, the initials for San Gabriel Valley, sgvhumane.org. And we're at 851 East Grand Avenue, and we're in the city of San Gabriel, which is just south of Pasadena and east of downtown L.A. We're open Tuesday through Sunday from 10 to 430. And we have a wonderful Meow Manor and Mini Meow Manor for everyone to come and meet our cats that are available for adoption. And we have a great meet and greet area for everyone to meet any dogs that they might be interested in adopting. And I would like to stress to everyone that if they adopt a pet, that they need to be committed for the pet's lifetime. Our dogs here average between six months and nine months of age. And we know that they were someone's pet when they were a puppy. And then once they grew up, um, it was more than they could handle. Mm-hmm. So we really understand that not everyone can have a pet, whether it's a time commitment or a financial commitment. And we do our best to educate everyone on what's going to be involved in adopting a pet. And we completely understand if they can't commit to that at this time. But mm-hmm. if they decide to have a pet, that they need to commit to them for their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Pat. Oh, yeah, you're so thank welcome. You. Thank you. And thank you, Paula. Thanks, you. <laughs> and we're going to tell her to watch out for floppy pants, and we're going to make sure she has her own bed all the time. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Thank Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Bye. 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 
So that was Pat from the San Gabriel Humane Society. Go to uh, sgvhumane.org for more information. And uh, Laura, do, does anyone in your home want to say anything today for words of wisdom? I'm going to see if Stormy wants to say anything. Stormy, oh, my you... favorite. I uh, know. Do you want to say anything for words of wisdom, honey? That's not a word of wisdom, though. That cat was cute, <laughs> but we can't have another, he said. <laughs> That's not a word of wisdom <laughs> at all. Tell something that some people can grow on. You know, something that will help animals? Go and get that cat. She'll help you grow. I agree with that one. That's I do agree with that one. What about something else? What about, like, can you tell people maybe how to communicate with you or something? Like, how tips on how to communicate? What do you think? That's a good one, Stormy. He says he thinks that people should think about what they want to say before they tell their animal. Mm. So to to really think about and to picture in your head first, like, what you want to get across to your animal. Then go to your animal and say it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, that that totally makes sense. Don't you think? Yeah. Good job, Storm. I like that one. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? Anything else? Just that I hope Eyes' mom gets better. Oh, thanks, Storm. That means a lot to me. He said that he wants to tell you that when someone's sick, that you should meditate a lot. I know. I've been thinking about that. You have? Yeah, like I was just talking to John about that, and I just we just we that was the last thing we talked about before I got on the plane. Oh, really? You should go on to Yoga Glow and do all those meditations. Yeah, I should. They're really good. I love that Yoga Glow. Thank you so much for giving that to me. Oh yeah, it's so much fun. I've been really into it too. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who are talking about yogaglow.com, you can go. It's like an online yoga classes, meditation classes, and it's pretty awesome. No, it's really awesome. The other day, I was like, <laughs> I spent three, three and a half hours in my bedroom meditating. Oh, my gosh. That's I a just, long time. I just played meditation after meditation after meditation after meditation until the dogs were like, I think we should go for a walk now. And I was like, maybe we should just keep staying here and meditating. That's awesome. That's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to us on Blog Talk Radio, Pet Psychic Show. And um, we'll catch you next week. I think I will still be here in Japan, but we will still do the show. And uh, check us out at thepetpsychic.com for anything you may have missed or are interested in. Um, We'll have all the rescue information and all that stuff up there. So thepetpsychic.com. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Yeah.